Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Happy Thursday, the Good Time Gang is back for another episode of Side Quest Side Sesh. Normally, right before we start, I just think of something to talk about, um, but there's there's nothing going on up here these days. It's just it's just a, a, like a bowl of spaghetti, and uh, so I googled uh, right before we start conversation I, starters icebreaker question. <laughs> And I okay. saw one that, that I've never asked before. I don't think I've asked it. And uh, doubtful. I know. After hundreds of episodes, we just had 400 a plus bants. I think it was like, I've heard this banter before, but I don't think I ever asked this one. Uh, and I'm modifying it slightly. But what was your favorite uh, class in school? Ooh. Like your favorite oh. subject? Ooh. I think that's okay. a very telling one. Uh, what was your favorite cup? Maybe it was the one you were best at. Probably you were good at it. I don't think anybody liked the one that they sucked at. Um, but not necessarily the one you were best at, but it was your favorite. Uh, and I will say, uh, recess and gym don't count. So it's got to be a, an academic class. High school or all of school? What's like, what's far your- be it from me to put any restrictions on this answer. But don't be weird. Troy, can we say a class that we attended at the Learning Annex for Adults? Yes, because that definitely happened. Okay, I'm not going to. I just thought I would clarify that for the other people. I, that's very kind. Yeah. I, I'll go. Uh, I, um, I loved history the most. History? Uh, I don't were there any particularly good history courses that you took? Any, all, any? all of history. I know. I, I, I loved all of it. Um, I like world history a little bit more than American history, although I like American history quite a bit too. Ask me any question about history, literally any question, and I will give you the correct answer. Name all members of the Chicago Six. How that, many were there? That is Chicago a fit, that that is seven. a phys ed question. I I never watched the Chicago <laughs> Six play, so I don't know what kind of hockey they did. They won the pennant in '84. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what year was the defenestration of Prague? Uh, that was in the okay the fifth. I'm going to go 1548. I don't think that's correct, right. but I don't know that's the correct. answer. 16, that's 16. It is. Yep, you're right. 1483 I had a lot of the same numbers that's not bad that's That's not bad also I don't think Matthew that they cover the defenestration of Prague in high school history 
Actually, that's more. That's more of a learning annex. <laughs> uh, is that where I learned it? So learned Jared's mistake. Jared's pure uh, love of history was evident and uh, on display in our time watch game yeah like if you get a chance and you haven't watched it before or listened to it a new game who dis the time watch show was great and jared was just like digging into history and it seemed like you had a ball with it because it, w- it was like actual historic events and you know it's total quantum leapy you're it like going back on display change. in our game garage gurps and we did a real i tried oh to do a God. realistic portrait of uh of a middle the middle oh, right. ages england yeah yeah that's just me, man. I just love history. I just love yeah. games. That's cool. History. Yeah. Uh, did they call it social studies in grade school and then history in high school? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, social studies. We had in middle school, they, for me, they called it social studies and then it was history in high school. Why did they call it social studies? Because it lumped in things other than history, right? Like yeah, it was like and, and civics and. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think at that time when you're in elementary school, you're they're kind of teaching you like, here's how a government works, the U.S. government works, and like here's what the post office is. You know, like that's part of history. It gets social, kind of lumped in social studies. Yeah. What was yours, um, Joe? In high school, mine pr- was math. My favorite was math. Uh, I had Ooh, what a yeah. dork, what yeah. a nerd. Give that loser a wedgie uh, and then punch him in the face. <laughs> I had a really, we had a known uh, excellent, excellent teacher in math. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. That's not true. Overall, it was probably math. But if but for one year, and I only had it one year, it was physics. Physics was my favorite, like, class or subject. It was so, it was math and science together. Was like it the was the greatest combo you could ever have. And I hated biology. Hated it. Because it was the same thing as English. Just like vocabulary and memorization, I always hated. I just, I didn't like memorization. I liked equations and solving problems. That was just like the way that my mind worked. Joe, I can't believe we have never talked about this because we are exactly the same. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. I loved math and I, I enjoyed chemistry. I didn't like biology because it was just memorizing shit. And I had a photographic memory because uh, I didn't uh, drink alcohol at that age. <laughs> but I, uh, so I could memorize It was just shit. memorizing 18 letter words for a plant penis. And like that, that's essentially what it was over but, and over. Every and then day. chemistry was cool, but then you got to physics and it was like, Oh, this is just more math and like crazy hard math. I love the harder math, the better. I had no idea about that, wow. about this. Wow. Yeah. You guys, that, that the answer physics was my favorite class is such a flex. You're basically <laughs> like, um, it's also gee, the, uh, the really smart hard class. That was probably my favorite. <laughs> it's also honestly, I thought it was so much easier than biology. Like, oh my god, yeah, it was biology was impossible. Remember the me. Punnett square of the nerdy <laughs> of the nerdy answers you could have given. That's the broiest nerdy answer you could have given imaginable. Physics is like science for bros. Whatever. <laughs> the only reason Nerd I, bros, but bros. When I wasn't physics, physics science of muscles. Like, oh, things move and they they go in a certain direction with vectors. If science could punch a guy, that's what physics would be. (laughs) It actually is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What was yours, Matthew? Um, I mean, for me, it was so dependent on on the teacher. Like I had like when I had English, sure. But like I had like in high school, I had a succession of like really fantastic English teachers. Actually, I had a I had like a really fantastic calculus teacher, too. Um, So, yeah, I was a history in high school and then i had a like an amazing classics professor in college who was who he was 
he was British and he had fought in the the Falklands, but he then he like oh, yeah. and then he like got out and became My a pacifist. So he was all like, whenever we talked about like the Trivial Pursuit answer, the Falklands. Yes, I would just say that because that's the only time I ever hear it, and it comes up a million times in Peter Trivial Pursuit Falklands? as an answer. The Falklands <laughs> conflict. The Falklands conflict. It was it's in actually, the news a lot back at the time. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he was pretty fun because he, he, like, he, was, he was a great teacher, but he also would like, he got really into like, the philosophy of like, the Greeks when we got into anything resu- working around war. And he was very anti-war, but he was very into the Greeks about war. It was great. Mm. If I didn't know before you told me, I would have guessed classics mm-hmm. as your answer. Um, it, but it, if you were a comedian, uh, after your rant, when I went to you, you would have been like, uh, physics. I was trying to answer honestly and not lie. It was a good, it was a good bit there. Like timing wise, I felt it coming and you just had to be like, Oh, uh, physics, uh, skid, uh, round it out with you. What was your favorite class? I feel like we've said it already. I have, there are so many, I also made huge history fan. I I miss school. I loved school. I had some, well, not all school, but like some of the classes that I had, like I had so many that were great. I loved my Latin class in high school. Uh, but I think actually at the, my more choice of the moment would be my eighth grade social studies class, uh, in which I, th- I think we mentioned, I think I might've talked about it before. We played a role-playing game in for two weeks in the class called dangerous parallel, which was in use in a lot of like social studies programs hmm. like around in America in which they, they split the class up into countries like fictional countries. And each person would have like a role in that country, like, you know, president, minister of agriculture, like whatever. And they, they gave us a situation and just like, what do you do? And that was uh, two weeks of my life that it was, it was, it was incredible. Cause I was already like, I was doing this stuff at home and to do it in school with like everybody. It was one of the most fun things ever. It was great. I played diplomacy in high school history for a period of time. Like the game diplomacy, like the board yeah, game. Yeah, that's diplomacy. a great game too. I love that game. I remember diplomacy. I um, I definitely changed completely in college because when I got into college, it, I didn't really have math. Like I, I had it in like my first year, and it was just like kind of basic stuff. And I was in business school, so I was taking other things. And when I took my electives, I took astronomy, which was not fun and way harder than I thought. I thought it would just be fun and cool, and it was just <laughs> hard as shit. And then uh, what I really enjoyed most in college was philosophy. Philosophy and theology classes were awesome. And one of those, you just made me think of it, Skid, uh, probably my favorite individual class, and it was tough, was medical ethics. That was oh, wow. an awesome <laughs> class. Ethics. Yeah, it was, wow. and it was taught by a Jesuit. I went to a Jesuit school, and it was taught by a Jesuit priest that was on the panel at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, like wow. the ethics board for like making decisions with people's lives. I mean, it was so intense and like somebody's got to do it. You know what I mean? Like somebody has to make really tough ethical decisions and, and uh, where you pull your ethics from was a very interesting debate because the people that sat on that board were not all religious, you know, that by design, like it was all different sort of backgrounds of people that come together to make ethical decisions. It was, I loved that class. It was, that is fascinating. I love, I love ethics. This is a concept and kind of, Thinking about it, arguing about it is really is always yeah. interesting. Well, uh, last week you guys made some interesting ethical decisions on how to save Rufus of Opara's life. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
What would the Jesuit priest have said about pissing on someone? (laughs) (laughs) Do it, do it. Depends which one you ask. Um, And uh, luckily, uh, you guys all survived um, what could have been a real ugly situation. But while the battle with Little Jeshin came to a close, it seemed as if the war had just begun. Because as the blood of this aardvark fey-influenced human uh, spilled on the ground of the vault. The ground began to tremble. The wall shattered, and you realize there wasn't endless amounts of treasure in there. These were just mirrors, and a chunk of the ceiling fell off, blocking the entrance into the vault, and all seven doors that were unlocked when you broke the uh, puzzle of the Four Seasons. And beyond the mirrors are now just an endless series of tunnels, but the one thing that remained standing in the room was the pedestal atop which sat a very ornate wooden circlet. The wooden circlet then speaks to you telepathically and explains uh, that her name is Odho of Bopan, and she was one of the warriors that fought against Quixal, Q-X-A-L, the Thorned Monarch. He went by many names. The Thorned Monarch, this malevolent fae that sought to destroy everything and uh, wanted to take over Galarian. And so they built a demiplane all their own that they could like build up uh, all their own magical energy and power. And this, the Bobanese warriors came and took the source uh, of that plane's power, the perennial crown. And Odho sacrificed herself uh, to be the last uh, remaining guardian of this crown while all of her allies uh, died to kind of keep Quixal uh, safe, to keep him from not being able to uh, exercise his power anymore in Galarian. But with the opening of the vault, Quixal has arisen, and though he does not have the crown, he will stop at nothing to get it. And so Otto has... Where is finished. he? He's finished. Where is he? Uh, Otto <laughs> told you you got to get out of here. Now what? Wait, question about the vault. You said there's not, there's because when the mirrors came down, there wasn't endless treasure, but is there some treasure that was being reflected? No. <laughs> Troy, so. Troy can't even finish his recap before Joe is like, where is Quicksaw? And he's, like, and he's like, before we get into that, is there any treasure from last time? Because... <laughs> Troy, when you're done with treasure, I want to talk about healing again, just for a little while. (laughs) Look, my question and its aggressive nature are warranted because this is—it's ridiculous. We've asked multiple times, and we—this goddamn crown is not being very clear. (laughs) Is this thorned monarch in the vault somewhere, coming for the crown? Or is it out in the world and just senses that the crown is now, uh, the vault is open? Do you know what I mean? I thought that right. maybe it was trapped down here. And I asked that question, and I still don't think it was answered. So that's why I'm saying, where is he, according to the crown? Out in the world or somewhere in this vault? Yeah, Troy, quit reviewing pertinent information and answer the question. <laughs> Odho, if you ask again uh, during your nine-hour rest, she says... <laughs> 
All this I was working very hard during those nine it's hours. It's not a rest. It's like nine hours of an ER episode. Okay. Okay. It's, it's not very rest. Ah, yeah, it's nine hours of don't you die on me. <laughs> Just slamming Rufus's chest. Ah, clear. Odho <laughs> uh, says they are here. They are here. Thank you. So we have, there's no time to rest. Let's move. There's <laughs> no time to rest. Nine hours and one minute later. All right. There's no time to rest. We gotta go. And at nine hours and two minutes. The ceiling could collapse at any moment. <laughs> Is there any treasure in this room? <laughs> no, there's no treasure. It was all uh, an illusion to make you so mad. It was an illusion and mirrors. Yes. Oh, yes. Just, mirrors suggest it's reflecting something against something. Yes, um, it, was, uh, it was all magic. Uh, Champ is going to lean over close to um, um, Balthazar so that he can't be heard by the others. And he's going to say, there is a piece of treasure here. It's on Karazor's head. That's me, because Otto speaks telepathically, so she's a part of the conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one on his head. What are we talking about? What are you worth? What are you worth? If I sold Rather, you in a market... Not- not you personally, but the the, the crown. The crown. The crown. I am priceless, as is the crown. Should we take it? What, me? Stop! Could you give us a moment, please? Sorry. How are we supposed to scheme? If you talk to anyone in hundreds of years, me neither. And all you do is sleep. No, I, I didn't sleep. I couldn't stop thinking about where he was, where they were. We have to choose a tunnel. Wait, before There's... we leave, Troy, can my character pick up a shard of glass and some stones? Sure. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the kind of weird thing players always ask me. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Uh, and guys, then in the big boss fight, they're like, I pull out the shard <laughs> and the dirt. Does it give me any extra powers against the final fight? Uh, no. No. no they, okay. It's trash. All right. My character has a glass and rocks, you guys. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Must be real torture for you guys to that know the entire adventure and everything that's happening to look down on us as we struggle dirt. against your yeah. the mountain of your adversity. But must be real painful for you to Joe's deal with. Just gonna take some mirror shards. Um, I'm gonna take some mirror shards just in case. You're all, I mean. In our defense, you guys read the flavor text and it makes everything seem like enchanted and powerful. Everything sounds important. It sounds important. I guess we should take that. It's my flavorful yeah. language. Yeah. Um, you never know. What, what, Otto, which tunnel should we take? Otto, are you there? Oh, I was told not to listen. I'm sorry, I can't lie. I listen to everything. <laughs> I I think that you should just start and move forward. The only way to discover a possible way out is the first step. Make sure you gather shards and debris from the ground. 
We must until you are spend an hour gathering shards of right. debris. Until Take you are over encumbered on your character sheet. Take right. six bulk of trash. <laughs> so are there are there like three tunnels? Are there four? Are there, there seven? Are there sixteen? You look up ahead and like uh, to the east and the west, it looks like uh, one sort of curls, like it could curl to the one in the north. So you think, okay, that one is probably going to all go to the same place. And in fact, the one to the east looks like it ends uh, pretty shortly. So I imagine if you have nine hours, you're kind of like maybe poking your head in and you see the one to the west is no go and the one to the east leads to the center one, but the center one sort of splinters out. Now, I alluded last week that a lot of this is going to be flavor, so you pretty much just have to say, we're ready to go in the tunnels. All right. I'll use my my knollish power of scent to determine that the center passageway is the correct one. Follow me! Follow your new king! (laughs) (laughs) We have a king, and we have a a leader of the band. Uh, The four of you along with Otto, who sits now atop Karazor's head, begin entering this labyrinthine uh, maze of tunnels. Some look like they've been there forever, like the vault uh, was built to be a longer, larger vault, but some look to be new, as if whatever quake uh, caused the, uh, the walls to shatter and the ceiling to collapse has created new tunnels as well. And so as you go through... You realize after uh, maybe an hour or so of walking around uh, that there's no way to get past um, the the floor up ahead has like collapsed and it just looks like it goes hundreds of feet down. So you need to either uh, use acrobatics to sort of balance along the thin ledges around these holes or uh, athletics to uh, scale across the uh, the jagged walls that remain. And each of you need to make a check. I'm going to scale. Okay. Uh, Karazor is scaling deftly across the chasm with a 24. Okay. And uh, anybody else using athletics to scale? Uh, yeah, I think I'll use athletics. Yeah, I will. Okay. Miro? Uh, 22. 22. Okay. Uh, and that's using athletics or acrobatics to try and balance along the thin ledges that have been left behind. I will use acrobatics to balance along the thin edges. Okay. That have been left behind. Okay. There were ledges. Ledges. Edges. Ledges. Alleged. Ledges. Ledges. I thought alleged I said edges. Alleged uh, ledges. These alleged ledges. Alleged. <laughs> I'll go across them. Okay. What'd you roll? I rolled a 22, uh, sorry, 25. 25, okay. And lastly, uh, Rufus of Opara. Rufus, his Eidolon has a glider form. Oh. Meaning he can glide on wings that travel five feet down and up 25 feet forward through the air. Would that get him across? Um, it would, but we, could, we would still have to use... Um, would still want an acrobatics check from the dragon. Oh dear. Okay. Um, not loving that. So it's probably I'll just, better than your acrobatics. Well, maybe. I, I don't see where I have skills exactly. Maybe it's in the. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to make this go on too long. I don't. I don't know that uh, that Velthrex and Bob is up for it. So. My choices are athletics or acrobatics? Yes. 
Yeah. All right, I'm going to try athletics, and that means I'm skirting along the ledges. Is that right? Uh, athletics, no, you're scaling along like the jagged remains on the walls. All right, I'm scaling the jagged remains on the walls. Here we go. Let's fail a check. <laughs> Uh, 17. Okay. Um, you know, this is a team effort. So while some of you are more uh, deft at, at these skills than others, you're all able to uh, help each other and get across uh, the majority of these pits in order to um, delve deeper into uh, what remains of the vaults. And as you're crossing over these pits, you see these go hundreds and hundreds of feet down, and you're already uh, deep below the ground, and you have to think... Uh, the eyes that you may see from time to time looking up at you are either a figment of your imagination or horrible creatures from the dark lands. You keep moving forward, and now, luckily, there are no more treacherous pits to deal with, but you see, like, massive thorny roots that are, like, six feet in diameter um, that have burrowed through the walls of the vault, creating a, a tangle of brambles that blocks um, moving forward. So, you know, maybe you go another hour or so after you navigate all these pits, but now your way is blocked by these uh, roots that are going straight through walls that look like they were built specifically for the vault. Um, so you need to either uh, use nature um, to try and figure out something about these roots uh, or survival to pick your way through the thorns. Does it, do Ooh. each of us need to do this? Or yeah, each this of you need one? to do it. Is, yeah. it, is it dark here? Um, yeah, it is kind of dark. Well, those are two skills based on wisdom, if I'm not mistaken. So the unwise are going to be in rough shape here. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not great for uh, Balthazar. But I'll roll. I, I will say these are group actions, so you succeed and fail as a group. I see. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, All right, Balthazar is going to do survival. Okay. Yeah, Karazir will as well. He's looking at this. This is like this here. This is some fake bullshit. It's <laughs> one mile away. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Eighteen for for Balthazar. Okay. <laughs> uh, what'd you get there, Karazor? Nine. Nine. This is a fake bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Champ has never seen anything remotely like this in his known life. He got a three. A three. Okay. And uh, so it all comes down to Rufus of Opara. I rolled nature and I got a 17. There you go. A 17. All right. So you begin trying to make your way through these roots, trying to figure out maybe there's something about these roots that you could do to make them retract. And it's tough going. Um, but you start to make your way through. However, you get about halfway through. And as you're disturbing these roots, you look over and the roots seem to be coming alive. And they're all reaching out in the direction of Karazor's head to try and remove the crown um you are able to as a group uh you know help cars or through help each other through uh and evade these living roots um however it doesn't stop you from taking uh significant damage as you do so and you all take uh 17 points of piercing damage oh, as you know struggle to get away from these roots oh, that are honey no living. Wait, we got to stop for another 9 hours <laughs> <Anyone> <laughs> hold up let's just hold up in this thorny root patch 
Um, but they, you, you were all certain they, they were just going for Karazor and they were just going for the crown. And so you rush to get out of there. Uh, and as you do so, you take some damage. Oof. That's awful. Get away from that. Ah, oh, we must stop and heal. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to heal myself with a touch of corruption. Okay. Yeah. If, I'll, I'll do, uh, if we're going to stop for 10 minutes, that, how long does it take? For Joe? 10 minutes, yep. Great. I'll treat wounds on... And I'm still I'll, down, but... I'll treat wounds on myself. Yeah. And get it. Okay. Yeah, if you have any fast healing like that, you can do it fast-ish. Okay. Uh, so just 10 minutes, one person, or... Did anybody else, can we do 20 minutes? Anybody? I shall now hear... If you must... I shall now hear arguments from both Rufus of Opara and Karazor as to why I should spend this ten minutes healing you and not the other. Well, if the king dies, political chaos. The system would not survive. I'm sorry, Rufus, but, you know, even when Jim Morrison died, doors kept going. (laughs) I tend to agree. It's all bullshit, man. Heal whoever you want. I don't give a damn. Wow. And your reverse psychology works on Balthazar and he heals Rufus. <laughs> and, and I get it. <laughs> um, you, get, you heal 12 points, 12 hit points. Great. Okay, very cool. After all these years of playing, I still cannot escape my brains wanting to go to the construction. You heal X points of damage. It's like, oh, yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Nick Lowe always says that. Yes. You continue forward. Um, a little battered, a little pierced, but a little healed as well. And you've made some progress. In fact, you start to smell air. It was, it was very stale, like uh, you know, parts of the vault that hadn't been uh, exposed to the outside in a long time. But as you traverse forward, as you get deeper throughout this maze, you start to smell the fresh air. You start to maybe even hear sounds in the distance, so you feel like you're getting closer. However, you turn a corner at one point, and you see people. You see a a small contingent of uh, these canine-featured Bopanese guards that appear to have wandered uh, into the passage up ahead and you're watching this you basically turn the corner whoever's up in front who do you think is like scouting for this party I think champ would be up in front but I'm not a scout I'm more of just like I've got a shield you're the vanguard yeah yeah right, so you're, you're you're going up there and if it's a very let's say it's a very thin corridor right and you're walking up with the shield and you turn the corner maybe you tell everybody to hold and you see these guards like wandering in looking around not unlike you like trying to find a way out but they're on the opposite side of this corridor and they're wandering into what looks like this sanguine haze that fills the air and as they wander into it they like start shaking and 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 and, and like cracking their necks and whatnot and then suddenly they turn on each other and they start uh attacking each other in confusion and like you can tell that they don't really know what they're doing they just start tearing at each other um 
What do you do here? You've got some options, and I'm going to give you what they are. You could use diplomacy to try and be like, what, what are you guys doing? Uh, maybe you could use intimidation uh, to try and assert your dominance over them, uh, or maybe even a performance to try and rouse them from whatever uh, confusion they're under. Um, what do you want to do? We're a band. We got to Stand perform. back. <laughs> the only rouse thing them, can, Rufus. Rouse them. The only them. thing that can rouse them is music. Rouse the man. They need it. Karazor was the king of a kingdom of dust. <laughs> Shazan spit and piss. Uh, okay, I'm going to roll performance, okay? <laughs> yep, great. Here it goes. Shazan spit and piss. <laughs> 25. 25. Nice. Nice. Anybody else song. Uh, performing? I mean, I imagine Karazar wants to use intimidation here. Uh, or yeah. Your, or your stand up comedy. <laughs> or do uh, you that's to- true. Yeah. I'm going to, when he, after, I'm going to warm up. I'll do a warm up comedy set before the performance. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, get, what do you say? All right. It's like, hey, um, uh, you ever you ever notice when you're fighting your friends and uh, when you walk into a sanguine haze, that sometimes your flies open. Oh look! Oh look! I still have my wiener out, so he's like, he's like ah. he, the best he fourteen back. hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he falls back on the the blue stuff. So he like zips up, he's like ah ah, and I rolled a three. So <laughs> all right, you roll a, a three and. Uh fail. Uh, what are you doing uh, Balthazar the Mile? Uh, Balthazar is not much of a performer so he will have to go intimidate and okay. uh, he will do so by uh, going into gorilla stance and showing off some of his moves. Ah, okay. Give me that intimidation roll. Natural two for a seven. Man. Yikes. Oh boy. On bikes. Uh, champ, champ, it might be up to you here. Uh, obviously, Rufus could I roused to, them. Can I y- use deception? Can I use mm. deception to try to fool them into uh, thinking that there's, you know, he'll say something like, There he is! The Emperor! He lives! Run that way! Here's what I'll tell you. I'll say you so can use it. So they focus on their, who they're supposed to be guarding? But it's a higher DC than the skills that I gave you. Sounds good. Uh, all right, here we go. He's going to try to deceive them uh, into thinking that uh, their quarry is ahead and they need to stop fighting each other. That won't do it. Was it hu- was your DC heightened to 14? <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, was not. Uh, and so you guys get up there. Rufus is jamming. I imagine this is all happening semi-simultaneously. <laughs> Balthasar's doing the gorilla stance. Cars are shaking his wiener. And uh, so Champ gets up there and says, hey, look over there. And suddenly the sanguine haze starts to fill the room and come towards your corridor. Oh, no. And you Studio start minds. feeling crazy. No! And you all black out. <gasps> Let's take a quick break and see what happens. And next... You wake up, and you've all taken 11 points of damage. Oh. oh. And you wake up, and you're all covered in blood, and you look over, and you see all of the Bopanese guards dead and, like, chopped to bits. 
and you look down at your hands and your weapons and you're all covered in blood and you're lying on the ground your weapon may be like a foot away from you everything is covered in blood champ what did you do man it's not my blood champ why did you why did you kill all these people it wasn't me it wasn't me I blacked out it must have been you're the only one here that doesn't bleed it had to be you (laughs) oh he looks around he has a plus one to uh, will saves for mental manipulation. I'm going to roll it. <laughs> he gets a 22. So he doesn't Whoa. believe you. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, it c- couldn't have been. It couldn't have been. I've never blacked out like that before and fought. I must have just dropped to the ground. Stop. Why are you accusing me? I'm gonna it could have been it. them. It's probably them. And he points at all the hand dead your guards. over to Rufus. Wait, no, I remember. No, no, no. I remember. Give the guards the came over to fight us, and I killed them all. No! Yeah. <laughs> and he's backing up. Don't take my kukri! It's so good! It's so good! And he's backing up against the wall. He could feel the magics running through him the second he got that bloodletting kukri. Dude, that shit goes from me hitting... Oh, man. It's a plus one to hit, and it's striking. That shit is a huge oh, boat. Wow. I can't. I can't give. I, I, I'll kill myself. I'll kill myself. <laughs> My character will slit his own throat before he turns that kukri over. You don't bleed. That I'll would do it, Ben. He'll do it. He'll just jam it into his spinal neck bone. <laughs> Break my head off. All right, all right. Give him the kukri. Come on. I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Ah. All right. Keep the, keep the kukri. Look, look what that sanguine cloud did. It's turning us against each other, guys. Come on. Stop. It felt like my music was having a strong effect on them. And then Karazor did some stand-up comedy. It wasn't... It didn't make a lot of sense. I didn't read the crowd, all right? I, that, that's on me. I Look, it might have not made sense. Wrong material for the wrong room. But I, I can't deny that. I laughed. I think I heard he, them. one of them laugh. One of yeah, I think one, I got one of them real good. Everyone laughs when they see a wiener. They laugh. Yeah, I mean, come on, you guys were laughing. Well, you weren't. You were unconscious. <laughs> I'm picking through the bodies, see if there's anything interesting. You pick through the bodies. They have uh, all basic weapons on them, but you do notice one. Uh, one of the guards had on uh, on his belt a. Uh, I might be mispronouncing this. A membele, uh, which is like a, a hungamanga. Uh, type knife um, it's like a knife axe basically uh, it's got a hilt and a blade that curves backwards towards the wielder um, ah. the way it's described here is the curve of the blade is such that after a victim has been struck by a mambole more damage is dealt as the weapon is extracted from the victim's body um, and this one has intricate wild orchid etchings uh, all over the hilt um Beyond that, nothing really uh, jumps out at you. Hmm. All right. I found this membele. <laughs> How did these... it's only fair that I keep it? Okay. And I put it I put it in my belt loop. It looks awesome. Oddho. Oddho. Is this the kind of fell magic that Quicksor will be sending against us in the final confrontation? Hmm. I know not, but these roots are their doing. They are awakening, and their power is growing 
The closer they get to their quarry, which is me, the crown. Right. We should continue oh. forward without healing. Do you know what happened here? Balthazar <laughs> asked. Were you conscious when we all... We, we, we all blacked oh, yeah. out. He asked while, while spending some ten, ten minutes to heal himself. I was, but it is unclear whether or not I can see. I feel as if I just feel, and all I felt was eight voices crying out at once. What were they saying? They were they was screaming, and one was crying. It sounded like a, a skeleton crying. <laughs> That's the only thing that re- I could, reminded me of. I heard the sound of a weeping skeleton. <laughs> really? Once you hear it, you'll never forget. A real sound like skeleton. What does that sound like? What do you mean? How is that different? How does what do you mean? Skeleton sound. Cries. It doesn't make any sense. I could hear chattering teeth amidst the crying. It was definitely yeah. a, a skeleton weeping openly. Yeah. You can't be brave without fear, okay? Chattering just means you're a little scared. It doesn't mean you're crying. It was calling for its mommy, too. It was very strange. But beyond that, I did not. I don't know what happened. This will remain a mystery forever. Let us go. <laughs> Let's continue to the next skill challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and so but you, not before we stop and heal. <laughs> you push forward with your new mambale, your shiny hunkamunga. Is that, a, is that a, a simple weapon that I could use? I believe so. It actually can be thrown as well. I think it has a range of like 20 feet. Um, truth be told... The wild orchid etchings may give it some extra powers if anyone has access to the where the fuck is it? Lost Omens Gods and Magic book. Page Hell one. yeah, I do. I love that oh. book. Yeah, I have it. I just don't have it on me. Page 120. Uh, Mambalay with, uh, look at this guy. With I said with wild orchid etchings. It's just orchid etchings. I'm thinking of that softcore uh, HBO movie Wild, oh, wild orchid Orchids with Mickey oh. Rourke. Yeah, yeah. That was a great movie. That was a good movie. It's a great movie for a 13-year-old. Gods and Magic, page 113. Sneak watch. Uh, Yeah. uh, No, Lost. Yes, Gods and Magic. Lost Omens, Gods and Magic, page 120 is what Odd Host says. And what's it called? It's a a mambale with orchid etchings. It's an uncommon martial melee weapon. It's martial. I can't use it. Oh wow! It's, it's, in, it's in the axe group, and it's got the disarm, deadly D eight, and thrown twenty feet breaks. Ooh, deadly D eight! That's fun. And yet, sure it's, it's hanging from my belt. <laughs> I, I claimed it. That's <laughs> true. It's canon. Right. Okay. All right. Let's push forward and push forward. You do. As, as I mentioned, you could start to smell. Uh, the air outside perhaps but you move forward uh, what's left of these tunnels and that slight glimpse of a smell of fresh air is overpowered by uh, a gagging stench that begins to permeate this once grand vault and you see the decorated walls and ornate uh, tile floor uh, standing in stark contrast to a wall up ahead which has been utterly obliterated by another massive entanglement 
of roots, and immediately you see what the source of this odor is. Um, an exposed sewer line on the far side of the wall um, that's visibly choked with, with debris and filth has now been ripped Ugh. wide open from these roots that have come through. So you realize that this root, well, th- these roots haven't been growing for a long time. This is a new development, and the stink is horrible. And you enter into this room, and you see that stink, and then suddenly you see bodies start to walk out of the sewer tunnel. And one of them is wearing a crown. It's King Wubikis. And he oh, that's has, what I was saying, the king, yeah. Oh, shit. He has on either side of him uh, one, of his, uh, one of his honor guard. And they are both, or all three of them, rather, are covered in blood and, and some minor scratches. But you see the king's face is like a mask of blood running all the way down his, his beautiful uh, multicolored uh, uh, robes. And they enter uh, the room that you had just entered into and their weapons are drawn. And you guys, basically, you're all kind of entering at the same time. And they see you. And odd ho speaks just to you you would hope uh, with like a sense of urgency and she says beware I sense Quixal's twisted presence their spite and malice like a briar patch that chokes the thought from the minds of my fellow Bopanese and right when she finishes saying that Wabikis and the two honor guard turn towards you and Wabikis remember he's got those bat like ears he like lifts his head up and an inhuman roar comes out of his mouth and he just charges at you with deadly abandon roll for initiative okay whoa what King is going on? Is it like, are they being corrupted or like, were they the bad guys all along? Like, were they... They're being corrupted. It, oh, they are. Okay. Quicksoul Quick has cast some sort of enchantment on them. Yeah, he's doing this. He's doing it. I've put you on the map there. Uh, we got a new map. Uh... Go ahead and uh, rearrange yourselves any way you want in those four spaces. Uh, and I know, Champ, you had said... Uh, you wanted to be up front, so if you want to switch with Balthazar or Karazor, feel free. I figured Rufus would be in the back. Yep. Gotta hang out in the back. Yeah, let's put Champ up like a good like 20, 30 feet ahead of us towards King Wabikis. I think that's <laughs> only fair based on what Joe was saying. Leave enough space for like another collapse to happen between you and the rest of your friends. <laughs> that's that's uh, what I think. I think strategically that's our best move. Tactically. Um, but we don't. I don't see King Wabikis. Nor do He's I. He's up in the the northern northeastern corner. You can only see what you can see because there is pillars in the middle of the room. So Karazor oh. has. Yeah, a bit but of a you view. said he charged at us, and we saw it. Well, he charged, but we'll see if he rose a higher. All initiative. right, let's move us on the map then to where I it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> where we can see him. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, he goes. Roll for initiative. Um, all right, what did everybody get? Let's start with Champ. Seventeen for Champ. Seventeen for Champ. For the Champ. Okay, uh, Rufus of Opara. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven for Rufus of Opara. Uh, Karazor. Uh, Twenty-three. Oh, this is nice. It's so easy. And uh, Balthazar. How would you feel about me making the argument that at the moment we rolled initiative, Balthazar was stretching 
and thus could use his athletics for an initiative you're, roll. You're embarrassing yourself in front of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise I rolled a seven. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I would oh allow boy. that if you're like, Balthazar is always stretching while he walks. Um, you're on out. Ba- if, if, we're, if we ever pause, like if we're ever not like, actively walking, Balthazar is stretching. Because that's how you got to keep that 7,000-year-old automaton body limit. Yeah. What is, that, uh, what is that burning wheel mechanic where you like you say something that you're always doing? Your instincts. Your instincts. instincts. Yeah. yeah. Like you you, pre, you pre-say something to GM. You're like, it, it, whenever I'm walking in a tunnel, I always have my shield raised. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever yeah. it is. It's like your instinct. Yeah. You don't so you don't to have to say it, say it every time. Yeah. That was my favorite part of that system. Um, all right. It's round one, and it is Rufus's turn. I have begun... The encounter, you do see them. Maybe some of you don't see them, but Champ and Karazor do. Uh, What do you do? Uh, Rufus says, We're going to have to fight for our lives. I'm going to unleash the dragon! No! Screams uh, Champ. His uh, chest starts smoking, his tattoo starts smoking, and Velthrex and Bob thrusts forth out of his chest. Three actions to disgorge the <laughs> worm from his torso. <laughs> and that done, he ends his turn. Does Velthrex and Bob get uh, to act? Oh, yes. Velthrex and Bob gets to, do, uh, gets to do something. And I think he only gets to do, like, one thing. So, um, let's see. Uh, Just want to glide over there. Yeah, but I don't want to just move into... Right, I like want to just them a punching move bag. into their range. Yeah, <laughs> right. that feels that feels foolish. So I'm going to let's see, manifest Eidolon. Uh, yeah, uh, and can then can take a single action. That's correct. I'm not going to have him do any. You know what I'm going to have him do? I'm going to have him go up and get beside our friend Champ to kind of be vanguard as well. I love that. So he just kind of like pushes his way past uh, the others to stand right next to Champ. And it is Karazor's turn. Karazor, I think I have to delay because I can't get to them and do anything. So I'm, I'm going to wait for them to make their move. I like it. Let them come. Don't let us waste our move actions. Let them waste their move actions. Yeah. I'm playing hard to get. Okay. Mm. Uh, then it goes to Champ. Also going to delay. Also, you see them. I can't see anything. I hear them, but I, I can't see them, man. Oh, they're right there. You should see them. They look so cool, but really scary. Ah! And he's like looking with his skeleton holes and can't see anything. Uh, very good. All right. Well, then it is uh, King Wabiki's turn. And the king is going to um, move. Let's see here. Uh, king is going to slide up to right behind that pillar in the middle. There's two pillars. There's a pillar like right to your uh, right, and then there's a pillar in the middle of the room. So right now, probably only Champ, maybe Velthrex and Bob, and maybe Balthazar can see, but the way he's positioned, uh, Karazor and Rufus, yeah, Balthazar can see. Actually, Velthrex and Bob can't, and Champ. Just Champ and Balthazar, according to my uh, stuff. So he moves up, and then he's going, that's his first action. His second action, he's going to use this fucking sick action called Squad Tactics. Wabikis directs his guards to a more strategic position. Each guard can spend their reaction to stride. Uh, So the guards will burn their reactions and they will uh, come right up. They don't have reactions. 
because they haven't gone yet. Oh, that's right. They gained their reactions at the start oh, of their turn. I'll just be back here dancing. I just got lawyered. Oh, man. But Physics is my favorite just, class. Just have Wabiki's delay. I mean, you could have Wabiki's delay and then then hit the video. Yeah, that's my that's my fault for uh, misreading it. Obviously, what I would have done is had Wabiki's delay, have the yeah. guards go, and then Wabiki's uh, use that. Um, now I have a headache just thinking about that. Wow. <laughs> Math so. was your favorite subject. You know? <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to take it back because I can. And uh, I'm going to have the guards go instead because uh, they both go before Balthazar. So guard number one is going to move uh, 25 feet and then move another uh, 25 feet right up to Velfrex and Bob and Balthazar. And then it's going to go and hit, uh, excuse me, Velfrex and Bob and Champ. And it's going to swing a club at Champ. And that is going to be a 20 to hit. Ah, that is a hit. Ah, uh, no. Oh, no. Uh, very little damage. Minimum damage, five points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, okay. The other one is going to uh, do something similar, but it's going to kind of peel off to the side and then um, kind of stay uh, straight on line with Balthazar. And uh, he's going to uh, shoot a crossbow at you. And Balthazar is Champ. It's, I keep saying Balthazar, but I meant Champ. Uh, so that was Champ and missed with an 11. And now, uh, you know what? Now I'm going to do, I'm going to have King Wabikis go now. And King Wabikis, <laughs> I mean, is so is dirty. So, dirty. so if we, we realize that rule as players, would we get to just retcon it's all about timing. and do it's our like turn? like a five-second rule. With you I can tell you that players play. constantly try to do those things. <laughs> uh, you know what Wabiki's going to do? He's going to stand behind that pillar, and I bet can that I only... Can I take my turn first? Before Wabiki's? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going yeah. before him. Yeah. All right. That's fine. That's a, that's that's what we call in the business a compromise. Um, <laughs> or right, the so, rules. Or the rules. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Karazar, you go first after the guards. Uh, I will go. Let me go first. Uh, sure. So, I'm going to go, uh, and Champ is going to move. Actually, I don't know if these guards have AOOs. So, he's going to step up, and he will swing his bloodletting kukri at this guard. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be a 21 to hit. 21's a hit. Oh, beautiful. Uh, so he'll hit with the new Kukri and do nine points of damage, slashing okay. damage. And then he will raise shield. Then he will raise shield. Okay. Uh, Karazor. Karazor is, he would incur if they have AOOs. He's going to move through Bill Frex and Bob's space to flank the guard. And that guy, champ. he will yes. take an attack of opportunity. Oh! Okay. Um, and so he'll just he'll But swing that uses his, his reaction. It sure does. So he's, he's not going to be able to move out of this horrible position. He'll swing his club, and that's a 19 to hit. Probably a miss, right? Uh, that is a miss. Yes! Okay. Yeah. Alright, so I am going to do a power attack when I get into flanking position with the guard. Oh, brutal. Ah! Uh, Fuck! That is a that's a seventeen to hit against flat-footed AC. That is a hit against oh, flat-footed AC. Okay, Karizor. Oh, nice. Uh, Thirteen. So, so that is twenty-four points of damage. And that is a dead guard. Yes. <laughs> there we go. And you hear Odho say, "No, my people." Oh no! And the guard dies. Um, and now it's Wubiki's turn. And Wabikis. Jeepers, what should I have Wabikis do? 
You know what? I'm going to have him move directly behind that pillar. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to have him do. And then uh, I'm not going to have him do anything else because this encounter is a sloppy mess now. No, he is going to move behind that pillar and then cast a spell. Let me see. Can you see him? Yeah, if you can see him, then I can see him. He's going to cast a spell. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to cast uh, a spell on uh, Champ. So it's going to be a, uh, a spell attack. Let me see. Oh, and I will have cover from a spell attack. Yep, and it's going to be a 31 to hit. Oh, that's not going to matter. At least, <laughs> well, at it, least it won't crit. Is it not a crit? It it's... is not a crit. Well, I have my shield raised, so. Okay, so it is going to be, I will roll it right here, uh, Three, uh, 19 points of acid damage. Uh, uh, and, uh, can I? And one d six persistent acid damage. Oh, that what? persistent damage is dangerous, dude. Uh, yeah, that is brutal. Um, okay. Sorry, I just want to look arrow. at the option of possibly shield blocking this. Um, but I want to just uh, curiosity. Yeah, I'm going to shield block. Um, so. That, that might was, eat your shield. You said 19 points of damage? 19 points of acid, yeah. 19 points of acid. Okay, so he'll lower that to 14 points of damage. And, oh man. So he lowers it to 14 points of damage, and acid starts melting his steel shield. It just starts disappearing right in front of you. That's cool. And um, <clears throat> and then he's got to take Persistent. Yeah, he'll take persistent. You put it on me already? Yes, I, I did. See it. Yeah, which is great. It'll just, if nothing else, remind us where we're using hard dice because uh, we're not playing a video game. And now it is Balthazar's turn. Okay, uh, Balthazar is going to use his incredible monk movement, and he's going to stride up through uh, through Champ Space. Wait, then... I'm burning! Help me! Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a barber. <laughs> and he can... I'm a barber. <laughs> barber. He just runs by. Uh, and he can avoid the attack opportunity from the other guard, but he's going to get up right next to uh, to uh, King Wabiki's, and he is going to um, he's going to attempt to grab him. Ah, you love this move. You love it. Well, you'll see why in a second if this works. Um, let's see what I roll. Unhand me. Uh, okay, that's a natural fifteen or a twenty-six against your fortitude DC. That is a grab. That is a successful grab. Okay. So that's two actions. And then uh, as part of my, when I successfully grapple a creature, I can use my monk ability, uh, uh, sorry, crushing grab to deal bludgeoning damage to the creature equal to my strength modifier. And I can make this attack non-lethal with no penalty. So Balthazar is going to rush up to King King Wabiki's and put him in a sleeper hole and go... Go to sleep, your majesty. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, so how much damage? It's okay, little baby. <laughs> he takes four points of non-lethal damage. Four points of non-lethal damage. Uh, shout out to Foundry. When I put grabbed on there, it immediately gave him the flat-footed condition and the immobilized condition. Oh, and uh, all of his stats uh, were quickly changed. And uh, then with my final action, I'm going to attempt a, an intimidate check to demoralize the other gu- the remaining guard. And oh, interesting. Okay. I, ha- Wait, I, you have, to- I have your king, and I could snap his neck, or I could make him go to sleep. 
It's your choice. Uh, Give me that intimidation check. (laughs) Eight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, whatever power is uh, clouding uh, his mind, he does not uh, listen to you, believe you, or care. That is the end of round one. It now goes to round two. Rufus of Opara! All right. Um, We're going to have Belthrex and Bob move up to the other guard uh, and, uh, you know, whisper under his breath, Long have I crushed the kingdoms of the Fae beneath my talents. Uh, And then he is going to (laughs) attack uh, with a uh, claw attack. And get him! Get, get him! Get him! Get him! Do it! Make him! Make him hurt! All right, here we go. That is a twenty-six to hit. Twenty-six. And now, did you provoke, or were you able to slide in there without? Uh... No, he had to provoke to get into that spot. All right, let me just. Oh, really? Let me just revol- resolve. Unless you want to move straight up to him instead of to the side. No, that's. I need to learn these things the hard way. Go ahead and a a o o me. You're not a member of the Glass Cannon Network? They'd never do that. Uh, I missed with an 11 Even unless the it GM retcons <laughs> <ones, laughs> to avoid AOOs. I don't fear. Uh, retcons non-optimal uh, moves. <laughs> Wait, that move wasn't optimal. That's I'm going to redo how my I turn. Learn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and um, let's see. Uh, right. Okay, and so um, uh, let's see. We've got one action left. And uh, the dragon's going to attack again, and he's going to... Uh, we're actually going to act together. The dragon's going to attack, and my friend uh, Rufus is going to do something. What is he going to do? Uh, he's just going to move. So uh, the dragon attacks again with a multiple attack penalty. What was the first attack? How much damage was it? The, the first attack? Oh, I should, have, I should have told you. <laughs> it, it did. It rolled a 26. Oh, that's actually a critical hit. Oh, there oh. you go. So, double uh, damage. Yeah, double damage. Okay, let me roll the damage. Here we go. you think I'd be ready to do this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you think oh, I waited an entire turn. Oh, oh, my God. I rolled an eight, so that's, that's a... Uh, uh, that's a 24 damage. Oh, 24 oh damage. Yeah. You straight up killed him on one attack. Oh, Sweet. my God. Velthrex and Bob is fearsome. Great. Velthrex and Bob is crushing the kingdoms of the Fae beneath his talents. And then he uh, <laughs> so you immediately, up, bravely moves up. This is his final action, but he's acting together with Rufus. He's moving up into melee with King Wabikis. And Rufus is using this opportunity to move up as well where he can maybe get the king in uh, spell range. Okay, uh, that's it. That's my turn. All right, so you nice move up. turn. You dispatch with the other guard. Two of the guards are now dead, and you hear yet again Odho uh, let out an, an audible, No, yeah. my people, we must spare the king. But do all of you have non-lethal options that will be enough? Because all it takes is one mistake, and you could kill the king! Let's see what happens next week. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm killing no. I'm killing yeah. him. We have a new king now, Troy. That's right. Yeah, it's a, new, a king. new king. Long Crown live king. the new king. <laughs> the king left us. <laughs> I'm tired of these Noel savior narratives. <laughs> Kingdom of ashes and piss. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.